That is a pre-canned theme song if I ever heard one. <laughs> or is it just canned? Which is it? I, I don't, don't know. know. It's a little rock and roll. I think, uh, you know, I think we were abandoned our former life. All right. So we are back. We're here. Another fantastic in the record books in the Hall of Fame for podcasts. I'm going to get rid of this music. Um, episode of Off the Mark with the Bickersteins. That's where you come in and say Bickersteins. And then we yeah, I think about... we decided not to do that anymore. Oh, okay. I, I, I <laughs> See, we're already bickering. <laughs> How about yeah, Mark with a C? That. Off the Mark with a C. How about we don't, that's not even worth an argument. There you go. Your go-to podcast when it comes to marketing. PR, and good old-fashioned bickering. Yes, we don't bicker. Nah, never. We agree on everything. I'm going to show that to my attorney. I think we bickered just, like, pretty much all morning, but anyway, (laughs) with our client, about our client. We weren't (laughs) weren't Never. We never bicker about that. We never bicker. All right. So, this has been a big couple weeks. A few things maybe going on. I, I don't know what's what's been big in your world. What's been big in the world? Well, we got a new puppy. That's huge. Yeah, that is that is. A it feels like news. a baby. Yeah, yeah. Bites. Full time job. It poops. It, yeah, it's great. You can tell how thrilled I am. Um, okay, and there's she's cute. There's, yeah, she is cute. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can't hate puppies. You gotta love puppies. Okay. What else has happened? All right. Joe Biden was sworn in. Yeah, officially became the 46th president. Uh, well, was he? Is he really? I mean, come on. Yes, he really is. Okay. Well, and we got our first it. female vice president. But Hit, really? Oh, wait, we really? have, we have claps. He... claps. Oh, hold on. Yay. Oh, wait, I wait to... it needs to be there my sound effect? Thank you. Yes. All right, great. But is she really? I mean, again, you know. Yes, she is. Really. I don't think so. I think it's all made up. No. It's like the moon landing. We're not getting into conspiracy theories, no. <laughs> well, That's another podcast. Well, That's well, another podcast. But the reason we bring this all up is because politics is, is so dominating our lives, is such a big influence on everything. I mean, you can just you can't get away from it from anywhere. And we're gonna talk today about how does that influence marketing when you're a company. Right. Small company, big company, whatever. And do you mix? If you're a company, do you mix politics? I mean, there's certain things, you know, there's been rules in the past. You know, family members, business, don't talk religion, don't talk politics, and you'll probably survive. Um, And and obviously that's changing a lot lately as we – witness every day in the news it seems like right well i mean there's a politics has been i mean we tell our clients generally you know stay away you're gonna piss off you're gonna piss off half your clients right you know but that that was the rule of thumb back in the 50s when i grew up i think it's probably still the rule of thumb 50s no 50s oh my god i was thinking 70s or 80s when you were a kid but um um anyway no um i I don't always listen to the advice that i would give a client but um no i i still think (laughs) you don't listen to any advice let's just be honest (laughs) i I mean i would definitely tell but i think that advice still is for a lot of but you know it's gotten harder i think it's gotten harder because i think different generations i think millennials and gen x gen gen x uh I'm not even Gen. What am I? I'm Gen X. Gen Zers. They're much more um, about social responsibility. They, I think, they want to know about a company, how a company feels. I think they want more transparency when it comes to their buying purchases. They want to support companies that are aligned with their social, um, their social 
corporate res- or you know they want cor- corporate responsibility that's aligned with their um, social and political beliefs. Well, do, or do they? I mean, to go back to the question I've been asking, or, or is it real? I mean, is we're going to find out? We're, we have the person who knows the answers to these questions. But I mean, even before you know it became, I mean, Ben and Jerry's has been. Has always been political. There's a, there's been a, a lot of politics in, in business. You can look at you know Hobby Lobby. They went all the way to the Supreme Court about uh, their insurance plan, their health. Chick Fil A. Well, Chick Fil A. Yes, no, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, well, no, their 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 head dude, the guy who started them, is political. But the company separates themselves. Okay. From them. But yeah, but they're also closed on Sunday. Observance of religion. Right. Nike obviously went all in with the Colin Kaepernick. Dick Sporting Goods and Walmart about uh, the guns and the mass shooting. After the guns, uh, after some mass shootings, they've, you know, gotten rid of some guns and weapons in their stores. Right. And then, then obviously, very recently, with companies cutting off donations to senators and uh, representatives that supported the, 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 the legislators who decided that Joe Biden was not president. You know, they said we're not giving any donations to any of those politicians. That was a big deal. And the my pillow guy. Oh yeah, my pillow guy. That's a crazy. No, he, he went you're all in. You're supposed to be objective. I, well, he just went all in. I mean, like he had like the Marshall Plan. You know, on his. Not only did he have Marshall some law. Yeah, uh, Marshall law. Sorry. Marshall Plan was a something else. Okay, yeah. but I mean Marshall law. Yeah, like he he went like way over. So I, I don't know. There, I mean, the my pillow guy might be a little bit like okay. in a different category. Yeah. That's not just having. And was he or was he not dating Jane Krasinski? That's the other, whatever I her say, name is, is. I say no he way. He says no, and he's suing. I say no way. I think she would say no way. But okay. anyway. Is that political? Okay. All <laughs> oh. of this brings us, all of this yappity-yap, whatever, is bringing us to our guest. Long, we should have introduced a long time ago. Dr. James R. Bailey. Yay. Yes, very has a lot of credentials. Professor of Leadership Development at the George Washington University School of Business. He's a fellow at the uh, Center for Management Development at the London Business School. Wow. I love boy, oh His boy, credentials are so long. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know why he's with us, to be honest. But, he's uh, taught at the University of Michigan. <laughs> What's that? My agent is not happy. Yeah, you're going to have to fire your agent. <laughs> yeah, you, I would you got, definitely you need a fire new booking them. person or whatever. <laughs> He's taught at the University of Michigan, the New York University, at the Helsinki School of Economics. He's the recipient of several teaching distinctions, including four GWSB Outstanding Faculty Awards, and he has one shitty agent. Most of all, he is the study, <laughs> the author of a study that asked, how do consumers feel when companies get political? He wrote all about this in the Harvard Business Review. Oh my gosh, he's right. we're hitting way above our. We are way, we are hunting <laughs> way past our coverage here. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Bailey. We really appreciate it. <laughs> After you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sitting through all of that yenting on our part. Yes, <laughs> I, I just turned the volume off. So. <laughs> I saw you paying some bills and taking care of other yeah. things. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. I actually wrote I wrote a chapter of a book while you guys were talking. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad we could make uh, you, we could get you to focus on that. Does this book deal with what companies and getting political? That is the, the first thing we should say. What made you, you, you did a study on this, and before we got, dive into the whole study, what made you want to look at, at this? 
Uh, yeah, I think because we all started to see it, right? I mean, you mentioned your upbringing back in the 1950s where, you know, you did, you did not do this sort of thing, right? Companies stayed away from politics. But then we started to see it in increasing measure um, over, you know, whatever, the last decade or so. Um, and so the question just became, is, is this a wise decision? Is this alienating consumers or is it drawing the consumers to them? And so it was that, and also just influenced by some of my students who tended to be, um, I don't know, more sensitive and active in social advocacy movements. And so as I was working with them, they kind of wanted to see things, some of my research, especially things we did together, go that way. That's, uh, so yes, yeah, so like, as you said, in my 50s, like Darren Stevens would never tell his clients to, to advertise. <laughs> okay, now you have to neither, explain who Darren neither Stevens Darren, is. Neither the first Darren or the second Darren. That was more the 60s, but you get my point. It was a, look it up, kids. It's a show called Bewitched. Um, which, by the way, I was watching on Hulu lately. I think on Hulu. It, it doesn't age well. Oh, okay. It didn't age that well. The nose doesn't twitch <laughs> quite so well. <laughs> but okay. Now that we've aged ourselves. <laughs> So you remember Green Acres with Arnold the Pig? That yes. one didn't age well either. Oh, no, not so good. No, no. Mr. Mr. Zucker, whatever. Yes, Mr. Haney. Mr. Haney, I could sell oh, you something. All right. Uh, so you asked a lot of great questions. Does political advocacy have the power to change consumers' minds? Does it really affect stakeholders' attitudes? Are people willing to apply for jobs at organizations whose beliefs oppose their own? I think that's the greatest, because you always forget about not just reaching out, but getting great employees for yourself. So, right. so uh, how did you come up with these questions, first of all? Yeah, I think it was that it, it, exactly what you're talking about. A lot of it was just brainstorming, but also within the field and what we study is uh, sort of um, job applicants' attraction to various different available positions. Which ones are they more likely to apply to? Which ones don't they apply to? Obviously, there's stuff that if you want to go into the public sector, you know, obviously you're going to apply to public sector jobs. But um, uh, we wanted to, again, if you're buying something or you're buying into something, Right? So if you go to work somewhere, you're buying into that place. And so Tesla's was just a different way to, way to think about consumerism. All right. So let's talk about the, the, the survey itself or the test itself or the study itself. How did you go about Who did you get? Who did you look at? How did it work out? Yeah, okay, we had, um, gosh, I don't remember the number, 150, something like that. Um, it wasn't a huge sample of 168, student, uh, 168. 168. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I, ha I had it in my notes. <laughs> I have it right here in the I, article. I, that's very nice. That's it's, it. It's that's printed it. up. Um, yes. I, I doff my chateau. Um, or chapeau. <laughs> chapeau. Sorry about that. Not want to be corrected again. Um, and uh, so 168 folks, and uh, they, you know, we asked them, of course, we had gender, so we knew who was you know, male and who was female in this. We also asked them about their political beliefs, um, had them identify themselves as Republican or Democrat, but also then on sort of more of a scale from very liberal to very conservative, and then in between those get an idea of what their political orientations or, or proclivities were um, in that way. And, um, and so that was basically how we broke down the population. Uh, um, it, 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 we didn't have as many Republicans as we wanted to. And I think part of the problem is we were, we were sampling on the East Coast, mainly from kind of 
more metro areas. And so we might have found a different distribution if we were doing this in rural Kansas. Um, but that's fascinating. Uh, so, that's just interesting that you couldn't find a, a, enough Republicans. That's no, it. It, it is funny. And some of these folks actually came were um, executive students in like online programs, but they're all over the world, but they tend to be in, um, you know, Brussels or London or Singapore. So once again, we had that kind of um, urban sophisticate uh, population, which we're, we're redoing that the study now. I'm going to describe how in a little while, um, but to try to balance some of that, that distribution. So you got you got a pretty decent cross section of people, and then so so you tell them about this, you know, Jones Corporation, right? Like, and and then you throw them a curveball. Well, wait, what was the tell them about the Jones Corporation? Let's hear. It yeah, first. well, okay. So tell them that you tell them about this James Corp- Corporation, and then and then you tell them about its conservative values. So t- tell us a little bit about how the study worked. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so this is what's, um, and we use the Jones because it was just the most, you know, innocuous name you can come up with. Um, the Roadrunner had already taken Acme, is that right? <laughs> yeah, Acme was already taken, and so is the Bickersteins. But I'm bump. You should give them a clap for that, I, I think. There we go. Wait. There, there we go. you go. Right. Yeah, Take a little late, but there you go. All right, well done. Um, and, uh, and, and so we, we described this company, again, it's a fair, fairly vanilla-like um, firm. There's nothing really special about it. And then we uh, articulated um, some of the charitable activities they were involved in, stuff like United Way, Boys and Girls Club of America, stuff that doesn't really evoke any strong feelings of it being political in the orientation. Um, and, uh, so at this point they're looking at a regular company doing sort of regular charitable activity that a corporation would do. And then came the curveball. for half of the folks in the study. We then went on and said, oh, and by the way, the Jones corporation also is a big supporter of the national right association, um, is a supporter of, uh, some of the efforts. For example, you were mentioning Chick-fil-A earlier. Um, and that includes things like, you know, um, uh, homosexual transformation programs. And uh, they support these kinds of things. Half the, half the folks got that. The other half the folks got, hey, these companies are engaging in very liberal uh, social advocacy activities. And those could be, uh, you know, strong support for a donation to um, uh, LB. I'm sorry, I sometimes get all the, uh, uh, <laughs> the letters in that acronym confused. Um, LBG. LBGQTQ. I'm going to let you guys answer that L- one. LBGTQ, I think it is. It keeps getting, it keeps, it keeps I know. getting All right, yeah. <laughs> Those of us who were raised in the 50s don't have the memory we used to have. I know, we uh, don't, right? Like, don't add one more letter because then we've totally, like, lost. We're lost. <laughs> exactly. Or at least arrange it where it sounds like a word or something like that. <laughs> And so we'd ask them all when they just heard this sort of vanilla version, the generic version. Would you buy their products? Would you apply there? What is your overall impression of them? And then we ask those same questions again after we introduce them to either liberal or conservative activity. Ask those same questions again and then look at the difference of the scores. So did their opinions change? See, if you just would have done it one time, you, you don't know. All you know is what their positions are. 
So we did it this way in uh, you know, what's called a pretest post hoc uh, study so that we could actually have these different scores. And it found? Yeah, so um, you know, there was like 10 different findings in it. That, um, and, and some of them are pretty obscure that when you just look at them, they don't necessarily mean uh, really jump out from the paper. Um, but a couple of them did. Um, one is that people who identified themselves as Democrats or as liberal or very liberal or somewhat liberal, um, their attitudes toward the company that engaged in conservative activities plummeted. I mean plummeted. Um, so here was the company they were just fine with before when they were learning about it, you know, being involved in the Boys and Girls Club of America. But then they learned these other things about them, these conservative NRA kind of activities, man, they went down. So their willingness to apply for a job there decreased in statistically significant ways. Um, uh, their overall impression decreased, uh, or excuse me, impression decreased um, significantly. And so did their, um, their intention to shop there again or to buy their products. And so that was one of the biggest findings that we had. Um, you want me to go to the other ones now or you want to chat about that one for a minute or two? So wait, so they, they so you, Democrats or liberals, yep. they really, I mean, a complete turnoff and then it, that would really change whether they do business with this company or not. I mean, basically. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, kind of a boycott attitude. And then the other side of this, just to give you the full picture, is people identified as conservative or Republican didn't have any effect on them at all. When what? Of the company we're See, that's the greatest thing in the world. See, that actually you, is shocking to me. No, conservatives have more of a, you have the cancel culture on the left and you have a, a open-mindedness on the right. I think that solves it. We're done. Let's no, go to no, Fox no, no, News no, no, right no. now. Oh, no, okay, wait, 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 wait. No, that, that I'm still shocked Tucker, by that. Tucker, where are you? I, I'm still, um, I'm still surprised by that because, um, I mean, I, I'm on, I, literally, I just had a conversation with somebody uh, on Facebook the other day, and they um, they they weren't going to support a store because of their beliefs, and I uh, and I was like, I I think that oh I know what it, it was it's the, the my pillow guy. They're like, I'm never walking into a Kohl's and a Kroger and a whatever the stores were. And uh, I'm like, I, I get that. I, like, I don't walk. I don't shop at Walmart. I don't shop at Walmart because I don't believe that they pay their um, people a, a living wage, and I and the taxpayers supplement their um, their workforce. And I think that they have enough money that they could pay their. Um, so I don't shop there unless I'm you know stuck in the middle. Unless somewhere. there's a good deal. You've no, shopped, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You've shopped at Walmart. No, I do not. Unless <laughs> yes, I'm at a beach area and there's no other place. Like you know, I, I can't get to something. I, I, I think this this you probably don't. I I don't know if you have an answer to this question, but people say they're not going to do things, and then do they really not do it? Yeah, so that's a, that's sort of a, a classic issue. It's, it, it's sort of the attitude action gulf, right? We'd say something's important to us, but then we don't actually do it. In other words, I'm not going to shop at Walmart, but oh man, look at that special. Um, look, look at that. That stuff's half off. I'll just make sure nobody sees me. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll buy it online and I I'll drag it into the floor. Our kids are, are the most open-minded, you know, 
great representatives representatives of their age or whatever. They're Gen Zers, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, so open minded and so thoughtful and considerate, but they go to Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, okay, pick me up something. No, but they don't okay. want to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> they don't want to go, but I they know. go because it's really good. I know. So what But do you I care? don't go to Chick-fil-A. I, don't, I won't go to Chick-fil-A. But you'll eat it if I, if I pick it up or if the kids if pick I'm it up. If I'm starving and there's one right there, I'll eat one. Okay. But so, I will not buy it. Which may be. Okay, so why, so why were the liberals more canceled? Yeah, what, what's the difference then? What did you, what did you find? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we didn't we couldn't really get into the why, right? Okay. I mean, what, what we've got is the, is the what here. The why would have to come with follow-up kind of interviews, studies, you know, what things were really motivating you, um, which one of your values were either challenged by this or, or um, ignited by it. Um, but, I mean, what you guys were just talking about, by the way, actually proves the point. You were talking about not wanting to shop at Walmart, not wanting to shop at, at, at Chick-fil-A. In other words, again, I don't want to imply anything about what might be your political orientation, but that's liberals saying, I'm not going to do that. The interesting question then, I think, hanging out there is, why do Republicans not care as much? Right. Yeah, that was my next question. And I, I mean, did, did you were you able to find out anything on that? No, again, we couldn't get into that with this study. Right. This is you know, this this uh, episode based or scenario based pre test post test study doesn't allow you to get into those kind of details. But and so we're in a speculation mode here. And at, at the end of the paper, we speculate on what's going on, and it's that uh, you just said it. It's a good sandwich. Right. That's it. <laughs> You know, it's at the end of the day, and, and I'm pointing out at this, that at George Washington University, we're one of the most liberal, politically active campuses in the country. The Princeton Review points that out every year. Okay? And there's one area underneath the dorm where there's four or five different food stalls, and um, four of them are locally owned businesses doing things like Hawaiian poke, uh, tacos, um, pizza. I mean, really great places with great food, and they're locally owned. Now there's a Chick-fil-A, and there's 40 kids lined up to get the Chick-fil-A, and there's two kids waiting to get some really good authentic tacos. So, I mean, and I couldn't help but point that out at the end of this I paper. think that's your next study. I think I th- you said you were looking into this study to redo. But yeah, uh, you'll, you'll stand up is your next in study. the Chick-fil-A line and say, hey, listen, guys, all of you right here, you're going to be my uh, study participants. But but yeah, but no, that's kind of odd is that's a little counterintuitive what you found in the study then, because you're are you saying you're because your student do you think your students are more liberal or or you don't know? I mean, they oh, are, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it, it definitely so. But I think, to the point made earlier, is this difference between what you say you're going to do versus what you do. Okay. Um, and so, uh, and you know, then all of this starts to get in. Well, what, you know, what difference does any of this mean? <laughs> Why is, uh, you know, if, if it's not really driving behavior, which again, we don't know that in any sort of, we can't say that with any kind of confidence. But if it's not driving behavior, what's this amount? Self-presentation? Um, sort of internal resolution that, hey, I'm a good person and believe in these things, so I, I can't do these things, and yet you do them anyway and find some excuse. Well, I need something really quick, and I feel like chip. Um, and uh, so um, we don't know. I mean, th- so there's these differences that came out. Here, here's another one, by the way. Women were um, much more sensitive to um, corporate advocacy than were men. 
Hmm. So women's opinions changed more than men's opinions. Okay, On now, either side, like both when you're talking liberal or conservatives? Um, yes, but of course, most of the variance is carried by people who are liberal because that's where we saw the biggest change. Right, right, um, right, right. It was also true among the conservative group. But remember, their range of change was much smaller. Um, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't react as strong. So, so basically, I mean, from this study, obviously, there needs to probably be more stuff follow up and whatever but if no, you he covered everything he covered every, okay he, <laughs> it's done no need to reach it to we do solved anything it. else yes but what but what i'm saying is that if all right is, there's our music no no, no 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 i have way many no i have way way too many more questions don't leave so but basically so what i'm saying if i'm a company and um i um i as long as you you really just don't want to piss off the liberals then really so it's okay to have um liberal views and share them because you're not going to you're not going to lose the conservatives but if you have right. concern like the my pillow guy right he's the opposite he has very conservative views and then the, the liberals will be like i'm never yeah, going to burn how my many, pillow how many how many you know shirt burnings have we seen of Colin Kaepernick Colin Kaepernick's shirts. How many? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's. Yeah, that's there's, another thing. Like all these people who are like, oh, I'm never gonna watch another football game again. I'm like, mm-hmm, sure, I don't believe that. Um, but I, you know, you heard a lot of people about that whole f- Colin Kaepernick and the flag and all that stuff. They were like, I'm not gonna watch NFL. Or and then the NBA started supporting Black Lives Matter, and a lot of people on my Facebook page were like, I'm never watching another basketball game again. Who's on your Facebook page? I, I have a believe- lot of people from Ohio. I grew up in Ohio, and I have a lot of conservative friends. On Facebook? On, on Well, some of their friends, they're just like, I don't see them every day, but we tend to argue sometimes on Facebook. Yeah, hard to believe. Okay, so what's your question? So what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is that it's safer, I guess, to, from your study, it's safer for a company to have liberal beliefs out there than conservative beliefs out there if you you know if you're looking at the the impact to your business hold on that, that can certainly be a conclusion you're you're exactly right i think that's an astute observation is that if it's not affecting some conservatives so much then 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 you can kind of put out there what you want to put out there um, mm-hmm. but you know conservatives we've seen this in the last few weeks right conservatives ire about um, political activity is toward politics not toward companies we didn't hear anybody. You haven't heard very much on Fox News or anything else about them talking specifically about anything other than the big tech companies, right? It's Facebook and Google oh, right. and so forth. They don't like them at all. Um, but other ones like Starbucks, they're perfectly fine with. Um, mm. And uh, so I think that you know conservatives might tend to just redirect as opposed to that classic boycott or boycott approach that mm-hmm. we see. On the liberal side, which is we're not going to buy it because it's socially irresponsible practices, or we're going to boycott and buy a lot from this place as opposed to that one. Right. And so it might just be how people manifest um, their uh, their belief systems. And, and boy, I mean, I, I know Walmart's personally hurting because I'm not shopping there. I mean, they're they're like sending me stuff every day saying, please, Kathy, Am- Amazon come is not hurting from <laughs> no, you. I, I'm joking. Going but by the delivery of packages I, every I'm day. I'm thinking yeah. that boycotts and boycotts, I, I don't know. I mean, do they really work? Um, 
does it really? I, I mean, I guess it impacts. Um, I'm just wondering if it really, at the end, impacts a company, or does it? Is it more of a short term impact? Well, Any thoughts about what? that? I, I we did not look into that, but if, you know, we're just to speculate on there. A boycott could be an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a really savvy marketing department and PR department, you go out there and say these people are doing this to us, even though. We do all these other great things. You know, we deliver you good products um, at fair prices, and, um, and and we engage in these meaningful uh, social activities. So it can actually maybe be an opportunity for a company. If you boycott, if you boycott me, I'm going to now appeal even more to my base that might turn around and boycott me. Um, so um, so um, if they need to contact on the mark media, any of those companies. Oh yeah, for crisis management. On the but mark that, media. That kind of goes com. back to. I'm just trying to get the plug in. Oh sorry, go um, ahead. <laughs> on the mark media.com. Mark with a C. Crisis management. Where he'll help you. Yeah. Help uh, you. <laughs> sorry about that, uh, Dr. Bailey. But let's remind everybody who we're talking to. Actually, uh, joining us is Dr. James R. Bailey, who, on top of being a professor at uh, GW University School of Business, is a frequent contributor to the Hill, the Washington Post, the Washington Business Journal. The Harvard Business Review, and that's where we found his study. Um, how I, do I read consumers that re- religiously? The Harvard Business Review. I do too. Every day. That's why. That's why we but, found uh, this article. How do consumers how feel it. when it companies how, get political? That is, no, that's this is very impressive. I'm very honored to have Dr. Bailey. I am too. Um, and, and fascinated. He's so, way so, smarter than us. I mean, maybe. <laughs> pretty, we can put a lot of people in that category. <laughs> that's true. The, uh, and I love the word boycott. And I never. Heard I hadn't that. heard of boycott either. I, I had not heard that. Um, yeah, that one was fairly new to me too. Um, this is one of the great things about being a professor, right? Is you have these younger students, and they'll use the phrase in class, and then you know you look it up and go, "Oh my god!" It's a way you stay up with things because <laughs> again, it's old folks. You know, it's not like we're on Reddit all the time and, um, you know, following all these conversational lines. And, uh, and or else so we would be uh, buying really nice. uh, GameStop, right? You know, if we that, were on that's Reddit. right. Yeah. Or, or AMC stock. Yeah. Um, that's right. But, you, know, it's, it's, you know, when I looked at that, it was like, oh, my God, they can even do that. I know. Um, and it, again, the, but the young the people in my class in 30s, in their 30s, this didn't surprise them at all. Right, because they've seen this sort of thing for you know decades, and so it's just a nice thing. You get renewed, and you can stay in touch and stay hip. You, you can uh, be. You, I saw that on your TikTok account. That was a great video. Yeah. You had on your TikTok account. <laughs> That's why he's so hip. He's he's hanging with the younger guys, um, the younger folks. Um, so I I'm curious about um, since we're talking age. And when you looked at this study, the breakdown, was there a difference in Republican and, and, and or just on the uh, liberals or conservatives? Was there the 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 um, you said the women were definitely more impacted right. by advocacy. What about um, the younger folks? I know you split up the age group um, between. Hold on. Uh, it was 20 to 29. And then thirty to thirty-nine, and then forty plus. Is was the older folks or the younger that, folks? That was just like a, you're like a news anchor right there. You just uh, get you know this just in. You were oh, uh, this just in breaking. Looking up the numbers right there. That okay. was awesome. Thank you. Um. Anyway, did did you see a difference in the attitudes based on age? There was a trend line, but it wasn't statistically significant. Huh. So it's kind of hard to comment on it, other than to say more or less in passing. Um, but when you're writing a piece like this, there's this mix between, 
you know, the, the data and opinion, and you gotta, you gotta balance it. You go too far with just opinion or speculation, they won't publish it. So um, the trend it. was there, um, but maybe not as much. And you've got to remember the vast majority of the subject were people up to 39 years old. And uh, there were very few, only like 20 some percent, you, you, you cited the number, um, uh, yeah, 20% who were 40 or above. And yeah. of that, most of them were like below 45. And so we're not really getting in that group of 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s, which I think you that's where you're going to see that, um, that big difference. Uh, significant statistically trend or even the um because your lowest group was 20s i mean i just i don't know these gen zers man they're they're the ones it's i think it was the millennials who who took on the hedge funds most recently or yesterday or two days ago but um these gen zers i i feel like are um very conscious uh, and millennials too of course but um i feel like did that, that when I hear them, like we we have two Gen Zers just in our house, and they're very conscious about we what do? they support. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not. They're actually in college. They're not in our me. house I right they, now. They're supposed to be in college. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be in college. Um, they should be there. Um, but anyway, um, but they um, like our daughter. She will not. Uh, she's into fashion and she's going to fashion school, so on and so forth. But sustainability is crucial for her. She won't. Um, shop at places that um that are are not economically or not not economically but eco-friendly um so i i just feel like that generation is um very social they're into social and corporate responsibility um and i think that would be definitely a change from i don't i don't know about but definitely gen x and and are you a baby boomer yes okay and baby boomers how would you end of the last year of baby boomers Oh, okay. So you're barely a baby. I'm barely a baby. I'm, I'm, I'm essentially. But it's the same thing with me. I'm, I'm last year. Kind of depends on how you define it, but I'm certainly either at the very beginning of Gen X to the very end of baby boomers. Okay. So do you think, though, that this younger, I know that wasn't part of your study, but anecdotally, do you see evidence that as these kids um, grow up, that they, um, you, you know, just because there's so much more, you know, their lives are so different. They're, they're in touch and they know so many. Wait, I've globally. just met somebody in my own age. Can we talk about other TV references? Like, <laughs> like, Junction or. <laughs> yeah. We're incidental. Yes. The Waltons. Yeah, Kathy, you make a great point. We're doing that study now. Oh, okay. Um, and we're doing it in New York City. Um, a student from the Bronx uh, school, High School for Science um, contacted me, liked this study, wants to replicate it, but with younger people. And, um, and this is for a citywide science contest. And so uh, that's what we're doing. But the, her sample is going to be the people you're talking about. And let's see whether we see anything like this distribution. And right, my are you going to find any conservatives in New York City? I, my guess is going to be no. So again, <laughs> we're going to have some comparison issues, but we're still going to be able to look at the you know who define themselves as liberal um, in the study that's published, and then these kids that are going to engage in this. As you said, your daughter, it's all about sustainability. She won't do something unless it doesn't have a sustainable aspect to it. I think you're right when you're going to see the Gen Zs um, is that's going to be way more important to them than it was the millennials, the Xers or uh, the baby boomers. Yeah, so, I mean, I think these Gen Zers, I mean, they're they're uh, I think, you know, they're looking at their planet. Right. And they think that we haven't been good stewards of their planet, which they're probably very correct um, or they are correct. 
Um, and so I, I, I think they we used to throw things out the window. Well, throw cigarettes out the window. Let's just we're going to call you. <laughs> Why am I on this age stick tonight? I don't know. I, I wouldn't even admit that. Like, uh, but yes, you, you're the madman where you like yeah, the where picnic. you you pick yeah. up the picnic t- uh, cloth and you just leave all the trash, you know, and uh, go. Okay, we're out of here. All right, let me ask this question. So, is there any way of extrapolating this out to like to the we were, what we talked about at the beginning of the advice we give clients? It, 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 I, you talked about a lot of this is opinion, but does this in the real world, what, what, what's the advice now? Yeah, I mean, that, what really came to me, and again, this we talk about this at the end of the paper, is, is this social advocacy genuine or is it advertising? Okay. So are, are companies doing this because they know who their primary clients are? The primary clients, consumers, whatever you're, you're going to uh, call them. And they know that those primary clients believe in this anyway. And so they go ahead and do it to help develop customer loyalty um, and to keep those people coming back to their place. They know that they're not getting a huge uh, section of, for example, conservatives. Let's let's use Starbucks for an example, right? Mainly urban, um, oftentimes two of them on the same block. <laughs> and, uh, and so by them engaging in this, they're appealing to those folks and keeping them there as a competitive measure against all the other coffee stores like Pete's and so forth that are trying to get into that market. So in other words, is this heartfelt? Do people really care about this or are they just doing it to keep us buying their products? Ah, and so, when, so it's a sleight of hand. That's, it's, a, it's, that's a complex you know, uh, issue. I don't know the answer. I don't know how to get the answer. Um, I don't think anybody's gonna say, you know, like, whoever made this decision in the boardroom is gonna say, yeah, basically we did it because we think the people who buy our product would like it. Um, I, I think, and this is just, I, I, I think, because the trend has been, and you, you tell me if I'm right or not, I feel like corporate responsibility and social responsibility are things that have been in the in the last decade really important to a lot of different corporations. And I would think, not to be cold and callous, but that they're doing it because they think that their customers want them to do it, right? Um, I mean, do, is that right? Is that why it kind of started? The trend is like, hey, this is important to – our customers, so let's like lead this way, and it's a marketing ploy. But but also, hopefully, somebody believes in it, and, so, and some corporations are really true and true. You, you, I mean, you know that. Well, like they, all these beer companies aren't advertising during the Super Bowl. Is that like really? Is that uh, to be politically correct? Is that just to save money? I th- I love what he's saying here. Is that, that, that so? These are these are decisions that have been made because it helps with marketing. It's, it's just almost as they, they didn't stumble into their, their political advocacy. They realized either, as you said, the conservatives aren't going to care and we right. can go after more liberals or we can, we're not going to, you know, whoever we lose, we're not doing well with anyway. This is the group we need to get. Yep. Yep. I think that's the, the case that I'm making. I don't know the answer. And again, I don't think he was going to tell us the answer. Somebody made this decision. Um, and, and it wasn't the entire company, right? Somebody in the upper echelons in the C-suite made the decision to donate to these different causes. Whether or not their employees agree with it or not, they certainly have the right to donate as, as a corporation, as a incorporated entity, to donate anywhere they want to donate. Um, but, you know, you were talking about the social responsibility movement that has really been gaining um, ground since the 1980s. There's also regulatory issues behind this now. This is not entirely about um, your, uh, your 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 client. 
Um, this is also regulators that have stepped into this space, just like they're going to soon be stepping into those big electronic firms, Facebook um, and uh, YouTube and others, um, which currently don't have much regulations around them. And so there's going to be changes driven from there, too. So you could argue there's organic change, which is bottom up, and then there's sort of a force change, which is top down which we could put into the government. Um, but I would say this, you know, there, there's two entities in society that I don't trust. Um, and I don't think this is unusual. I don't trust the government and I don't trust big corporations. <laughs> so you're <laughs> in your cabin own. out in the woods someplace, uh, far <laughs> away from. Wait, you're saying that from you personally or you're saying that from the general population? I, for me personally, but it's certainly something that I've heard out there in the world and my friends, d d despite where they're on the political spectrum. Right, right, right. Um, neither of those entities have their best interests in mind. I mean, Nike, it wasn't that long ago that we found out that Nike is basically engaging in you know, illegal and frankly abominable um, uh, labor practices in manufacturing in other countries. Now, Nike is supposed to be this um, you know, Seattle-based enlightened company that you know first brought in jordan and, and all the rest that made us feel good and was part of the fabric of american society and we found this out in other words they'll do it if they can um if, if you can get away with it i think most corporations are still going to do it um because they're marketing their uh liberal causes and they're yeah, well, <laughs> trying the to bury chick-fil-a and iphone i iPhone. love my iphone don't mess with my iphone i don't care who's making it or should i right we all got our iphones I do care, yeah. but not enough not to buy <laughs> yeah, one. Darn it. You, how will you order off of Amazon if you don't have your iPhone? I don't know. This is a dilemma. Um, I really, oh my gosh, um, I would love to. I could spend an hour talking to you about Facebook and all this. Other. Is that, is that, uh, do you delve into that area too? Because um, maybe we'll have to have you back to talk about that. Yeah, no, not at this, not at this point. Um, okay. But we haven't completely worked out the study with this terrific young student from Bronx High School of Science. Of science, um, and we might throw. We've already talked about this. Throwing in uh, attitudes toward um, these uh, these tech giants, and I actually think that you know you're going to see that their attitudes are pretty much in that respect, pretty much the same as the uh, older folks' attitudes. Because a lot of us older folks don't entirely trust our iPhones, right? Where's that data going? <laughs> um, yeah, Alexa, is she listening to me all the time? <laughs> you know, because because you get, you know, you talk. I have talked many times a conversation over the phone, and then I get served an ad on something I've never ever looked oh, up. You're, you're getting ads from Walmart today. I, I know you. Walmart's gonna <laughs> like ping me a million times. They're gonna try to get me back. But yeah, I, I agree. Like uh, people, and you know what the other thing is? Uh, there is a lot, and and if if this is you're looking at this next study of yours, there's a lot of young uh, Gen Zers more. They are literally cutting off their social media. I think there was uh, there's a couple of Pam Anderson just cut off her social media. Oh, Pam Anderson, so um, that's, that's but a, she's not a millennial. But anyway, but these Gen some people are really honestly they're off TikTok, they're off Instagram. Um, they've just they're they're just like you know what we're realizing this is not healthy for us and they're just leaving it. So I, I'm really curious to see. She announced it on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> so she, is she just getting off TikTok and she's announcing it on Instagram. She's just getting off YouTube. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Right answer. <laughs> anyway, I just think that's interesting too because uh, it, maybe that's something you'll be touching on. So what 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 what's besides the 
re-examining the study or redoing the study in, in New York, what, what else is on the plate? Uh, what else can we look forward to? In this respect, don't have anything else planned. You mentioned the Hill magazine or the Hill newspaper a little earlier. I had a piece appear there yesterday morning about sort of transitions uh, from one stage of, of a society's evolution to other stages of it. And I used Mark Twain as the um, as the metaphor and the American Rivers metaphor. So you guys ought to take a look at that. I'm sure you would want to devote an entire episode to that as well. <laughs> we will have, I, I read the Hill. We, we love the Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We read the Hill a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, more than the Harvard Business Review, I will admit. Um, <laughs> Only because it's intimidating, the Harvard business. Well, right? yeah. I don't think I'm going to. I feel I, like I have to I be from Harvard. Article. I love this. His, <laughs> his study is, this has been fascinating. I, 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 we learned a lot. I think it's, it makes us really um, can, The other thing is, can I just audit your class? <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a guest link. Of course, it's all um, it's all remote right now, so I, I can okay. send you a guest link, and you can be enlightened anytime you want to. You oh, just can't talk. yay. I just can't talk. Well, that's good. You don't, don't want me to. Turn phone off because, you know, you'll probably just take all the airtime otherwise. A- after this conversation. Oh, you got that, right? You, you picked a- up on that. After this conversation, <laughs> I know that you're saying, turn that girl's mic off. <laughs> we do not want to hear from her. <laughs> Dr. James Bailey, thank you so much. It's uh, and we learned a new word, bicot. 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 Yeah. So that's a. Uh, we learned a lot I'm of things. Drop, we did. We learned a lot of things. We were in so, class today. We we went to GW today. Yeah. What do we get? What's our grade, Teach? Bro. Um. Well, for <laughs> participation. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you did okay for participation and you learned a new word. I'll so. take that. I'll t- I have a lot of participation <laughs> awards. So, yes. grade, you'd be getting A's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that A. <laughs> I haven't had an A See, in a while. We didn't even bicker that much. All right. So let me wrap this up. Off the Mark is a production of On the Mark Media with our worldwide headquarters in Rockville, Maryland, just outside the... Newly reopened Washington, D.C. If you like this episode, please get in touch with us at On The Mark Media on Twitter and Off The Mark at OnTheMarkMedia.com. Those are marks with a C. And if you didn't like us, call Kathy. No, call Anita.Play.Target.com. All right. Thank you. This has been, it's been fantastic, and we really appreciate you joining us this week. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. 